How come there's yeah, not a naked lady on the bottle? Is there? There's some sort of. Oh, there's sort of. There's a naked horse. Yeah. <laughs> riding a lady. <laughs> it's a filthy bottle you brought. Mm. Oh, I brought more filth. Oh, <laughs> boy. It's a Criterion Blu ray of uh, In the Realm of the Senses. Oh, Ooh. that's the one we were talking about. It's great. Yeah. Okay. We're watching that. Um, we are recording, so should are I we? just intro okay. this thing? Sure. Okay, cool. Hey, listeners. Mm. Cheers. 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 We are drinking some uh, chocolate liqueur. Because we are Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Mm-hmm. A podcast about a horror movie or several. Um, brought to you... From a shed at the bottom of a garden, just three friends talking about those movies, spoiling them. And if it's the recently watched, we'll try not to spoil so much. Uh, spoilers for Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freddy doesn't make it. Oh. Well, actually, he, he is not shown to not make it in the movie, so that's in itself is a spoiler. That's going to be in my recently watched. But uh, thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. We play that at the top of the show because we love it so much and it makes us sound like we're ready for anything. Are you ready for Redeemed or Ruined by a Rewatch, Will? Yes. Jolian? Uh, kind of. I'm, I'm shame, ashamed about it, though. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm not into shame, but, you know, if you are, that's cool. <laughs> I'm shameless. <laughs> I don't really mean I'm shameless, but I'd rather we not feel shame. I won't shame shame you. Yeah, there's no shame shaming going on here. Um, recently watched is a really short one for me. You guys want to start? Anyone? Julian? Oh, well, I can start off with a bit of business. Uh, yeah. I ordered this as a welcome back present for Will oh. uh, to show our love and respect and and uh, we're glad to have you here. So. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. Man, I wish we had, had a video component to this whole thing. So it's like an unboxing video. Ooh. It's a Blu-ray. It's the Blu-ray of the mummy. <laughs> Wait, the original 1941. Is it 41? 32. 30, 30, the original 19... Or the original 2017. <laughs> Fuck mummy. Fuck mummy. Starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> in Blu-ray. The, with all the video extras you could ask for. Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> you know, um, I think <laughs> when, when we go back through the house, I'll have to show you guys that I've got uh, the the cable, the, the DVR the slash cable box, um, because it seemed like it needed more ventilation. I've got um, the DVD of Gili, 
Okay. <laughs> the Ben Affleck one that everyone said was the most horrible movie ever made. And some other crappy movie at the other end of it that are like just used as blocks to elevate it to <laughs> let air circulate around it. <laughs> um, I would actually watch The Mummy. But, you know. Uh, Catwoman. <laughs> Will's pushing this toward me. No, after you. I no, 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 no. It's, it's Go you. right ahead. I have several in my list. My pile to watch. Okay. I've, uh, I've, I've not been watching much lately. Okay. So, uh... So watch it. Yep. Take notes. Yep. Watch it again. Make Kaylin watch it. Mm-hmm. I know she loved it the first time. Yeah, a lot of questions Would come it be up. ruined or redeemed by a rewatch? <laughs> you know, I think... More ruined? I think the uh, Halle Berry Catwoman would probably be redeemed by a rewatch because... You could, it could only get better. It couldn't get worse. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Have you seen that one? I am not sure about that. You could that. do a double bill of that in Electra. Ooh. Ooh. Never saw Electra. I, I was told not to. <laughs> I never saw Electra. I watched yeah. Daredevil, though. The Ben Affleck Daredevil. It's not as good at that as that one. Ooh, that's a wow. bad movie, too. So... We're your hosts. Electric I'm... nachos. <laughs> I'm Richard. I'm here with Will and Jolian. Hello. That's Will. And there's Jolian. Oh. Um, guys, what did you watch since we did this last? Who wants to start? Go, Jolian. Uh, well, my uh, book, uh, A Haunted, uh, A Halloween Hymn. Oh, okay. Just this... came out. This is, oh, what we're... Yeah. This, this is what we were talking about, not not this. Yeah, the day, okay. after, day after my birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can get it. Anywhere there's Amazon. Cool. Do they have an Amazon in the Amazon? They do. Uh, you know, I, they do? I wonder. Yes. Okay. It would be wrong if they didn't. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you've got access to Amazon, you can get it. It's a Halloween hymn. It's like a modern day kind of tribute to a Christmas carol. And oh, cool. it's uh, about Halloween. Yeah. And it's set in Boston. And uh, I illustrated it and Skip Peel wrote it. Well, all right. That is really cool. Can people still get Gumby? Yeah, you can still get the book, the collected yeah. edition, and uh, they're gonna, there's probably going to be more uh, screen adaptations. Mm. So they're waiting for those to start in earnest before they get back into the comics. Right. Um, we will eventually have our uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space coloring book. Mm. I promise. Uh it's sort of uh, stalled out because of me and my stupid monster of a busy life. But uh, I promise you, we'll we'll get back on it. Yeah. All right. Everything that's done so far is is hundred percent ready for print. Okay. And looks great. I um, need more pages. If <laughs> we need more pages, yes. Mm. We want it to be worth the. What, what is it going to be? Twenty four ninety nine. We're going to charge for it. See, that's the thing is, it needs to be twelve or fifteen. I asked a lot of people, like, what's it need to be? What are you going to pay for this? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and we put print, no, we put I, prints I, on the cover. I figure, yeah, about ten bucks. If you order a thousand, you get a free copy of Wicked Man. You do. Oh yeah. You get a free DVD Blu-ray of uh, Fuck Mummy twenty seventeen, <laughs> starring Tom Cruise. Starring Tom Cruise. Okay. Uh, this is great. He's to blame for all of that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on my birthday, I got um, Blu-ray of uh, The Big Sleep. So we watched that. Oh, very nice. Oh, Excellent. I love that movie. So it have both versions? The, yep, yep. It's got oh, the 45. 45 and the 46. 46. Yep. 
I've never seen the 45. And, it, and there's like a features on it which which go through the differences and explain oh. what was going on. Because it was made over three years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, what an awesome movie. Yeah. Um, and we also watched Carousel. And then uh, and I watched a couple other movies, including our uh, movies, the homework movies. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. And uh, listen to... Uh, more podcasts and uh, also watched uh, Behind Convent Walls, uh, the Valerian Borowsik uh, movie from 78, Nunsploitation classic. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, one of the better ones, I would say. Yeah. Certainly delivers. Uh, there's Naked Nun Yoga. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nuns with lots of makeup on, which you wouldn't expect from an 18th century nunnery up in a cliff. No, no. Uh, kind of starts out like Carry On Nun or Carry On Wimple or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, carry On Screaming. Apparently it's based on a, 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 a anecdotal passage from a book by Stendhal, oh, which is okay. in turn based on a translation of the Convent of Bayano. Uh, but anyway, it, it, it's, so, so one of the things in the first 10 minutes is like this uh, uh, young guy comes in and they... they put blinders on him so you can't see much and he's he, he's carrying this huge side of beef so he comes in the kitchen and as soon as the mother superior is out just like the single entendres start flying single entendres <laughs> yeah well here's one how can you feel lust when you're beating your meat like that <laughs> for real yeah um and it's got uh, some cast members from Margento movies and so on it's got uh, Marina Piero from Suspiria uh, Olivia Pascal from Bloody Moon, which is Franco. But uh, yeah, that's all right. Nunsploitation classic. So yeah, that's what I watched, apart from the homework ones. How all cool. right. Go well, ahead. I'll go next. <clears throat> so I was in um, Atlanta for some business and uh, actually had enough time one evening to go see Bohemian Rhapsody 2018. Um, this is cool. It's got, uh, what's his name from, uh, iRobot in it. I can't think of his name. Um, and he does a really good job. Will Smith? Yeah. Will Smith. Plays <laughs> Freddie Mercury. I did say iRobot, didn't I? iRobot. Yeah. Kid Robot? Mr. Robot? Mr. Robot? That's Mr. Robot to you. Okay. So not Will Smith. He does not play Freddie Mercury, but I would not put it past him to do a good job. He probably would do a pretty good job. And then the guy from Mr. Robot could play Muhammad Ali, and then they'd be even. There you go. I could see that. Um, yeah, so Mr. Robot as Freddie Mercury, good job. I mean, um, a couple of physical things that he could do nothing about aside, uh, the resemblance ends up being pretty striking. Mm. Um, he has the mannerisms down does such a good job. And the other guys uh, playing the other members of Queen, especially the guy who plays Brian May, excellent job. Um, yeah, I hear he was a robot actually designed by the real Brian May. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, Brian May, a genius. Yeah. Yeah. He's a professor of astronomy. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. They, they mentioned as much in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had uh, a, a potential dentist as well in the band. Um, so, you know, you... There's some cool stuff going on, uh, like, oh, who are these guys and what's going on? And, and yeah, they were brilliant, are brilliant, I should say. Uh, 
and Freddie Mercury was. And uh, I don't think the story was uh, completely accurate. Uh, not knowing everything about Queen, I could kind of tell there were some embellishments. And there's a nice little... There was never a fire-breathing dragon in Queen. <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> um, they didn't even mention A Kind of Magic, uh, the, the Highlander soundtrack. Which Jolien, you revealed that this was the tour. That was the tour I saw him on. Yeah, at yeah. Wembley. Yeah, it was them, Status Quo, In Excess, uh, and the, the Alarm. Oh, wow. That is a great lineup. Um, so how were the, uh, as far as uh, their performance, I mean, were they just like a wall of sound and all this brilliant riffing the whole time? Or was or were they more uh, mortal than all that? Oh, it was like a big circus spectacle, you know. <laughs> they had like the giant inflatable cartoons of themselves, like came out of these things around the stadium, and this oh. uh, like laser light show. Uh, you know, they have like this uh, floor of laser that goes above people's heads when they do Radio Gaga. So, like, oh yeah, when they clap, the hands come up through it. Oh. By by that time, we'd made our way towards the back because, like, during the uh, we we were like, uh, I was like in my teens and i was escorting my younger brother and his friends and we were just getting crushed during the status quo mm-hmm. thing because it's all these guys in double denim just jumping up and down oh yeah and uh and then the in, in excess uh, uh portion involved lots of bottle throwing of course so it was, it was getting kind of dangerous down the front so uh yeah we moved back and we were glad we did because you get to see the whole oh yeah light show it's pretty spectacular that's great uh, you know i, I don't I'm not really into stadium bands, but uh, you know they knew how to play it. They could play a small room or a giant stadium and know what they're doing. Mm. It seemed. Um, so the um, so the uh, uh, moral of this story is uh, your snot-nosed little brother turned out to be a renowned hip surgeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, from such humble beginnings. Oh yeah, he's doing really well. He's 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 uh, almost finished building this uh, elevator for his uh, GTR so that he can <laughs> raise it and look out at it from his library. Oh my wow. god, seriously. Yeah, gives you some idea. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he owes it all to you. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Has he thanked you lately? Oh yeah, we we had to look at our bank accounts this week. Not not me and my brother, but me and my wife. <laughs> and they were tears. Uh, and you're like, maybe I should have gone for the hip surgery thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not cut out to do anything useful. <laughs> no, I'm not either. <laughs> it's like, I just want to draw pictures. Uh, um, the other thing that I'm not done watching, but I'm pretty fascinated with, is... Um, and you mentioned you'd been listening to some podcasts lately, and so have I, of course, um, whenever I get a chance... I do want to shout out to um, Ryan Sprague, who has Somewhere in the Skies podcast. And this is one for people who dig oh, yeah. stories about UFOs. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not the guy who's like, oh, my God, everything's true. He's the guy that says, hey, let's hear their stories. And he's um, he's very thoughtful about it. And his delivery is awesome. And he just comes across like a really cool guy. Uh, he had a guest on Jeremy Corbell, who is a filmmaker. And... Uh, he made, thank you, uh, he made something called Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying yes, Saucers. Bob Lazar. You know about Bob Lazar. I know Bob Lazar. I don't know Bob Lazar personally, but I know all about Bob Lazar. Is this okay. the guy from the 50s who said he went to Venus? No. 
No, this is the gentleman who said he worked for Area 51 uh-huh. in the 80s and has had a series of sort of dubious jobs since then. Okay. Um, I don't know. He comes across sort of sincere, but as sincere as any of those folks, I suppose. Well, I'm only about 35, 40 minutes into this thing, and it is um, a little over the Barnes limit. It's a little over 90 minutes, I think. Um, it's Sorry, uh, I don't have a limit for podcasts. No, no but I mean the... Uh, oh, the movie. The movie that this um, Jeremy Corbell made is... Um, it's pretty fascinating because you get the idea that um, Bob Lazar doesn't have any any real want or need for fame. Yeah. And uh, the conceit here is that he's laying it all out for everyone to hear everything that he's been involved with because he feels this is the best insurance he could have is you can't kill me for stuff I might say if I've already said all of it. And, you know, he's he's concerned for his family and, and people close to him. Mm-hmm. So he said, all right, I'm telling my story. He doesn't want to. He doesn't like being in front of cameras or microphones that much. He he loves science. He is a, um, a nuclear scientist. He His specialty is propulsion. So he put a jet, uh, like he built a little jet engine and put it on his bicycle when he was a kid. Wow. He's done this his whole life. Yeah. So um, his story is that he was asked to reverse engineer some uh, UFO technology. Yeah. And that he does know for sure that there are nine flying saucers mm-hmm. that are that are in the uh, in the keeping of the U.S. government. Yeah. And that's... And they all had goofy names he gave them. I didn't get that far yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So you know about Bob Lazar. Yeah. Uh, and you don't necessarily believe his uh, story. Not necessarily. I mean... I don't know a whole lot about him other than <clears throat> my grandfather made us watch a news story with him uh, when he first came out. Yeah, when he was in Vegas. Yeah, and he was interviewed by uh, George Knapp yep. or somebody. Yeah, George Knapp. Yeah, and uh, who's also a host on Coast to Coast. Yeah, so he Most is of the stuff I know is Coast to Coast related. Okay. Yeah, they, they go into some of his stuff. Back in my... my earlier days when i was into ufos and whatnot yeah listening to a lot of art bell listen to a lot of art bell i listened to hundreds of hours of art <laughs> bell because it was delirious fun but isn't the history of like american rocketry just so weird oh my god yeah uh I mean, if they're not nazis they're occultists oh yeah uh, operation or occultist nazis yeah. Uh, like, yeah like alistair crowley and yeah and it's just uh, so weird jack parsons mm-hmm. who uh was a crazy occult member who blew himself up trying to make a homunculi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he was a, I don't know, scientist, jet propulsion laboratory founder. Mm-hmm. JP, a, JPL for short. Yeah. Has a uh, part of the moon named after him. I don't know nice. So he, but yeah, he was really out there. Well, I'm going to put this out there just for anyone who finds this sort of thing interesting. Um, please do listen to Ryan Sprague's podcast somewhere in the skies. Um, and if you are, if you listen to the Jeremy Corbell episode and you, and you think, wow, I want to check this out. It'll tell you in the episode where to go find this on iTunes. Um, it's, uh, the movie plus a ton of, um, extra materials are available there. 
and he did another um, documentary. And the, and by the way, the look of this thing and the production values top notch. Uh, Mickey Rourke is narrating strangely. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's there's a I don't know what the deal is with Mickey Rourke. I don't know what the damage was that happened to him. Um, he came down from a UFO, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he has a, a little bit of a speech impediment going on that I don't He's... remember noticing in the movies. So I don't know if, uh, if he had some dental stuff that happened. No, I remember the wrestler, he had a speech impediment. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but so... uh, but he still has a really cool, like, gravelly, low voice. And he yeah. sounds a little ominous. Uh, it, but his narration's cool. I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying, I didn't notice that before. And he's just sort of got this this thing going on. Um, so that's really it for me. Uh, but I've been enjoying some podcasts lately and, uh, I always like to mention, um, faculty of horror, uh, is an, is another cool horror movie podcast. And of course we've mentioned numerous times werewolf ambulance and, uh, shockwaves. Those are a few, a few favorites. And of course the Dana Gould hour, (laughs) you know, our old friend Dana Gould. Yeah. Will, what have you watched lately? Uh, I finished up uh, Better Call Saul Season 4. Nice. And uh, I finished up uh, The Last Kingdom, um, whatever that, Season 3, where they're, I don't know, I imagine Season 4 is going to be even cheaper. Yeah. So uh, it's all right. Everything's going to look like a a middle school play where they just cut everything out of cardboard and paint it Mm -hmm. with tempera paint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, and then just CGI some ridiculous stuff on top of it. Yeah, we're riding horses. Yeah, those look like mops. They're horses. They're horses. <laughs> CGI horses in. Yeah. So, but, uh, other than the uh, the homework film. All right. So, what did you choose for your I, redeemed or ruined by a rewatch? I rewatched the 1985 film Silver Bullet. Oh, we talked uh, about maybe this was going to be your thing. Yes. Uh, How'd it hold up? Stephen King drank a case of Silver Bullet and wrote an ode to Coors Light. <laughs> uh, he uh, he was drinking buddies with... <laughs> it It actually held up. I This was a movie I really enjoyed as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it a lot, although I don't remember much about it. Uh, okay. Rewatching it, it's been so long. And I figured Corey Haim would be ultra annoying. No, and he no, keeps it pretty reined in, doesn't he? He does really well. Yeah, um, it reminded me of another film uh, that I could have put down as a as a rewatch, uh, redeemed or ruined was uh, a while back when we watched uh, Lost Boys. Right. You know, I really hated that film at one point, and rewatching it, uh, I had forgotten about Saxman. Oh yeah, and, uh, the oily sax man. The oily sax man, and that made the whole movie better, you know. Yeah, and the happy dog. Uh, Tim Capello, or is it Capello? Anyway, Tim. Have you yeah. seen the action figure somebody's made of him? No. He floats around on Facebook. It comes up on my feed occasionally. I'll... Is he oily? He's he's an oily, very stiff-looking action figure in a package with uh, that looks like some. 80s action figure you know i love it four inch tall guy from kenner yeah exactly from (laughs) kenner it's got like the red edge on the on the card and and it's like sax man or something oily sax man i don't don't remember what it's called but or sexy sax man i mean i've heard him called a few things uh, so uh uh anyway um 
Yeah, I wouldn't say this was ruined by a rewatch since I liked it before. Yeah. So, and it wasn't redeemed by a rewatch, so I kind of failed on the project. But well, the, I think the question was: Is something you thought sucked going to be redeemed, or something that you thought was awesome is it going to be ruined? Yeah. So it's really a yes or no on whichever path you go down. Yeah. And I chose something that I fondly remembered as well. Uh, a couple questions, though, um, since you've been playing Poison Pen Pals with Reverend Werewolf. Uh, how'd the werewolf look to you? He looked pretty good. And I had forgotten that Gary Busey was... Uncle Red. Uh, well, that, and I forgot that he was uh, he was Nicolas Cage before there was a Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I mean, granted, mid-80s is when yeah. Nicolas Cage showed up, I think. Um he crawled out of a crater, yeah, or falling from the like sky. Him and Wings Hauser. Oh my God, <laughs> Wings <laughs> Hauser! Ooh, there's some scenery chewing for you. Yeah. Oh lordy. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> Uncle Red, boy, he uh, yeah, he chews the scenery a he, little bit. He does. Um, Not he, so much in this movie. He plays it fairly straight. He does, and and I do wonder if uh, if he was doing a little method acting with the drinking, like actually drinking. Oh, maybe. I, I, I kind of suspect that. They were just like, uh, yeah, Gary won't won't come to the set unless you let him bring his wild turkey. Right. I, I've never seen this film. I just have the book. Oh, oh you have yeah. Cycle of the Werewolf? Um, yeah, I've got yeah. the book because it's got the Bernie Wrights and yeah. the illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen um, it. It's not a bad movie. I mean, it's... It's of its time, for sure. It's of its time. It's got that stupid... Uh, uh, plot contrivance of it takes place 10 years ago so I'm not really sure why right. they say it's 1976 but everybody looks like they're straight out in 1985 mm. all the cars so they they like put that up there but then they didn't put any effort into making it look 10 years older okay. and I don't really know why they bothered because being set in 1976 plays no role in the film. So <laughs> No, it's not the bicentennial, therefore yeah, there's, there's going to be a big fireworks display. No, the big boats are in the harbor, none of that. Yeah. No. They didn't realize that 30 years later, people would be pretending their movies were made in 1986. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the craziest thing? <laughs> or that uh, Blade Runner, uh, That that's next year, right? The year that Blade Runner is supposed to occur? Oh, yeah. I think it 20, was last year. 2019? I think it's... 2019. I thought it was 2017, but is it? Maybe it's 2019. I think it's 2019 because this is mentioned. Oh, another recently watched from. Oh, me. I know what I it is. Rollable is, is uh, next year, isn't it? The replicant was activated in 2017 or and something with the two-year lifespan. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, have Rollerball is next year. I think so. Oh wow, man! We got the James Con one. All, all oh, kinds yeah. of future one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, I love with, movie. with the Scorpions font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the same did fakey well, digital font. 70s block. Uh, yeah, yeah serpent board looking thing. Yeah. Um, Not the remake, the 2004. I couldn't watch it. I tried to watch it on Comet, and it was just. Yeah, it's, it's it really, it's a terrible. mess. Terrible. Uh, I, I, I watched cool it because it's it. got like uh, Rebecca Romaine in it. Yeah. Like, cool J, and I think Patton Oswalt was the. Um, oh, is he? Commentator at the start. Oh, man. That's great. Have you guys heard of Sick Note? It's a new thing that's out on Netflix. No. It's a it's a series. I, I'm assuming it's uh, from England. Uh, you've got what's his face that played Ron Weasley, the redhead kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's him, Nick Frost, 
some other people I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's a kid that works at an insurance um, company, a health insurance company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's misdiagnosed because his doctor is really, really awful at his job. And that's Nick Frost. <laughs> and uh, he thinks he has cancer. And then he sees how his life changes when everyone thinks he has cancer. And then he discovers shortly afterwards that he doesn't. And mm. then it's all about what he's got to do. Don Johnson plays his absolute shithead awful person of a boss who's an American, of course, <laughs> just is the most horrible human being. This is the most horrible things. He's very matter of fact in his uh, horribleness and his wealth. This isn't related to death note in any way, is it? No. Okay. It's not. Um, so, uh, uh, or the notebook. You recommend uh, Silver Bullet. I recommend Silver Bullet. I mean, it's, uh, it's not great by any means, um, but it's an okay serviceable, uh, 80s werewolf movie. The werewolf looks pretty good. There's a couple creepy parts. You know who did the... the uh, Carl effects. Rimbaldi. Okay. And uh, they uh, they do a big thing where the werewolf turns back into a man. I think that's their... Rather than having oh. it go... I mean, he, he transforms into a wolf at one point, but they really spend the money on him going backwards. Mm. So uh, they clearly made all the prosthetics kind of expand and then just run the film backwards. So the hair goes back into his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Sucks back in like it like you'd expect yeah. it to in real life. And it's perhaps a little... It's a little abrupt at the end. Yeah. It just kind of ends. Um, I mean, they killed the werewolf. What more do they need to do? Oh, I spoiled it. Oh, man. man. You spoiled this 35-year-old movie. What do they kill him <laughs> with? I wonder. Uh... Something made by an old world craftsman? Yes. <laughs> what was it? I feel like the title might be a clue. Well, Apparently uh, when, uh, uh, was it, Kurt Seal Mac was writing the uh, Wolfman, the 41 version, mm-hmm. uh, the Lone Ranger was popular, so that's where the silver bullets come from. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they make mention of that in this movie. Okay. Because he goes to... to uh, Gary Busey takes some silver to a gunsmith, and he's like, my uh, nephew's really into the Lone Ranger, and he wants a, a gag bullet, so even though they put a real round in it, and yeah. <laughs> actual powder in it. So um, anyway, not necessarily uh, redeemed, but... Uh, maintained. Maintained. Maintained yeah. by a rewatch. Maintained by a rewatch. So it's on Shutter. Check it out. Okay. How's the transfer look? Looks good. All right. Looked really good. Uh, I don't remember Stephen King's name being so big (laughs) on the title before. Just filled the screen? Uh, Yeah, it's at least as big as the title. So it says Stephen King's Silver Bullet when it comes up. And I don't remember that being the case. Hmm. But um, my memory may be faulty there. Yeah. So, um, Jolien, what about you? Um, I'll say I was ashamed because... I thought the brief was to watch a movie that you remember not liking uh-huh. and, and finding something better in it. Well, or, that's or, or kind li- of liking it better. And that's then, kind of the thing. Yeah, to see if and, that and happens. watch something that you remember liking, but finding that it doesn't age see well. if it doesn't hold up. Yeah, but I I found that the one I hadn't liked and hadn't seen in ages I liked less. Ah, uh, and the opposite with the one that I had liked. So what did you watch? Well, for the one. Uh, I saw this at a theater and have not seen it since. Prince of Darkness, 1987. Okay. Have you seen it? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, long, long time ago. Uh, so Recently for me. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Yep. So file it under J for John Carpenter's so, Prince of Darkness. So it's got several of his uh, you know, people he used in other movies at the time. Donald mm-hmm. Pleasance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Dunn and Victor Wong from Big Trouble in Little China. Right. Rock icon, Alice Cooper. Yep. Yeah. He plays street schizo, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. He, he kind of leads this band of um, schizophrenic street people who, uh, who who besiege this church where they have this uh, jar of green stuff, which is spreading evil throughout the area it's it's starting to emulate its evil and this was a film you didn't care for no i, I remember uh, i think this was one of the very first carpenters i was old enough to see theatrically uh, and i was just so i was just shocked just that this isn't the same guy who did the fog or, or halloween, halloween or, <laughs> or anything up thing. to that point yeah uh you know i was you know up to you know, immediately before this, it was Starman and Big Trouble. Oh, okay. Um, so he he wanted to do uh, low-budget movies where he'd have complete control. And uh, so he had this, uh, I forget who they were, but he, he got like three million per picture. Uh, so it was, it was very low-budget. Um, yeah. But he could do what he liked. And then, so he did Prince of Darkness and They Live. Which I like. They live is awesome. It's so, it's so fun. <laughs> There's some scenery chewing for you. Have you seen Starman? Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Starman's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> the that, that TV was... show, not so much. Ooh. Do you remember the TV show? Didn't, no. Didn't have any oh, recollection of that. I think it only lasted a season. Yeah, Jeff Bridges' performance is but, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who really loved the film should stay away from the TV show if you could even find it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't watch the. TV. Yeah. Same with Highlander. Ooh. <laughs> stay away from the film and so, uh, the TV show. I was trying to. I, I thought uh, well, at least I could try and work out what I didn't like about it. it yeah. Just seemed so. Um, the beginning of it is this one of those credit scenes where they they do a bit of action and they do a bit more credit and a bit more action. Mm-hmm. So it just seems to go on forever for no not much reason. It doesn't really set up that much by the end of it, except that uh, for the first like quarter of an hour, the creepiest thing in the movie is the leading man, mm-hmm. and he's been he's done lots of other stuff. So I'm you know I'm sure he's he's done good work elsewhere, but he, he's just he's kind of dull and he's creepy. He, mm. he like stalks <clears> this <throat> woman, hangs out where you know where he thinks she's going to be, and uh, and hits her until he gets her into bed. And, but, uh, yeah, he's kind of creepy. And he, he seems to get all his fashion tips from uh, Ned Flanders. Huh. <laughs> so this is 1987. He's got, like, super catchy moustache. And he's got his, you know, his sports T-shirts. And Wow. It's, what a terrible idea. But, uh, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there's always word salad about quantum physics and Catholic mythology kind of being thrown at you. Um and it wouldn't really hold up to any analysis of uh, what, no, it, what it was supposedly about. It's just so, it's just put so vaguely that it's not really, doesn't give you any radical concepts to hang on to. Right. Uh, I think uh, it, the screenwriters billed as Martin Quatermass, who was actually John Carpenter. Yeah. But he was trying to pay tribute to Nigel Neal, who wrote the original Quatermass series, which is a yeah. brilliant series. 
but I need to finish those. This movie is kind of dumb mm. and messy, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so it, uh, you know Nigel Neal would would put these amazing radical concepts into like yeah. a, a basically a monster movies, um, but this one it doesn't doesn't come off, and and uh, apparently Nigel Neal was you know, not very happy about oh. being uh, name checked in this movie. Um, well, that's too bad. Yeah. You think you're paying homage to somebody and they're like, what? Why? Yeah, Leave me out of it. And he'd read a book about quantum physics, but you have all these, these, this team of scientists is brought together to study this object. And uh, they have to have tachyons explained to them. They haven't even heard of tachyons. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, and That's the thing Star Trek uses to detect things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like somewhere it's about halfway through uh, you get all these characters are stuck in various rooms and nothing much happens for quite a while oh so it's like um, a jim jarmusch movie in that way <laughs> and then it all comes down to a rubber monster hand coming out of a mirror oh. they, mm. they don't go somewhere else and then not do anything this is as far as it gets you know okay. i mean quite a mass in the pit you have this like incredible energy evil force looming over london and causing chaos and stuff and that, that was not a high budget no, but um, yeah, uh, this was like really disappointing. Well, aren't um, you glad you bought the Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah, well, it was very cheap, and I thought, oh, well, it's, you know, if they've done a nice job in the Blu-ray, I'll give it another chance. Um, what was the other film you watched? So uh, I was I was listening to podcasts as I mentioned, and one of my favorites is uh, Attack of the Queer Wolf. Oh yeah, and the last episode they did uh, they had uh, Jen Mormon uh, on, and she was she wanted to talk about Alien Three. Oh, which alien kind of cubed. Like, uh, but she was really good, and I want to see it again. Um, yeah, really good uh, yeah. analysis and and how she felt about it because she's a cancer survivor, and when she saw it, there was all these cues in the movie. She thought, well, yeah, that's that's someone who knows about randomness of death and yeah. and being weakened, you know, uh, and the whole idea of the the hero survivor being upended and it's, oh. it's really good you should you should check it out i'll have to listen to it uh, and she she's also on a podcast of her own called uh, when animals attack oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that just a fun name or is it really about that it's about when animals attack she's really uh so i've only listened to a couple of the early episodes and uh it, so it starts off with they're telling stories of uh you know whatever animal they pick like a bear or a shark or whatever they'll tell a story about uh, a someone who's encountered this animal oh. and been attacked by it. They're, and they're both animal lovers, but oh, they're just okay. really interested in these these stories. And, uh, and then they'll go into a related film. Hmm. Oh. But, uh, yes. you, ever, you ever seen that footage of that um, that deer, like, bitch-slapping that hunter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I, no, I, I, see it. I just thought, you know what? Uh, this guy was maybe sneaking up on the deer, and the deer went, no. Motherfucker, bap, 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 bap. And I thought, that's what it is. I guess what it is, is uh, hunters wear that um, that scent, so they oh. blend in. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was mating season, and this deer was trying to mount him. Mm. I'm not sure that he wasn't trying to have sex with this hunter. Uh, but if you look it up, just, you know, if you just look up deer attacks hunter, you'll see this footage. But it, it's amazing. The hunter, like, almost gets away, and the deer's like, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I mean, he's just lucky that deer doesn't have thumbs. Right. So what did you think of Alien Cubed? 
Uh, rewatching I it. I, I I didn't get a chance oh, to read it, but I want to see it. Okay, again, so I will. I will see there's it. a there's a podcast I listen to called uh, I've only listened to a couple, the Sequelizers. Oh yeah, and it's a group of friends, uh, British guys, and there's I think five of them, and they take a movie that has a bad sequel and rewrite it. So the first episode is them discussing what they think went wrong with the film, and then they give their little synopses, which uh, I don't remember the ones on, the, on Alien Cubed. They were both better than, I think, what we got, but their ones on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom are are fantastic, and they refuse to do Crystal Skull, is that they oh. don't recognize that as an actual film that ever came out. Uh, but it's a pretty interesting podcast. You might check it okay. out. It's a good form of denial. Yeah. It's like, no, this sucks so hard, we're not going to even yeah. recognize it. Yeah. We don't recognize its right to exist. So, uh, have yeah. you ever listened to How Did This Get Made? Uh-huh. Yeah. I enjoy that one. Yeah, I used to listen to that one quite a bit. Yeah. Jason Manzukis is amazing. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, I, I recently uh, listened to about the first half of uh, the Howard the Duck episode. Oh, man. And then, um, let's see, The Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Yeah. They covered that. Halloween 3. Um, I listened to any of the horror-related ones. And then I didn't realize until they said as much that technically Howard the Duck is the first Marvel movie. There's not a Marvel feature-length yeah, live-action movie released. before that. Mm. So, uh, if they followed the um, the Mummy, um, the 2017 Tom Cruise Mummy, um, if they followed that logic that Universal did, they would have just given up. Right. After the failure of Howard the Duck, and there would there would be no Marvel Universe. And then they'd have the failure of Captain America and the failure of several Punishers and the <laughs> failure of Roger Corman's shelved Fantastic Four. Oh, man. Leave it to Will to throw a bucket of cold water on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. They've had a lot of financial success otherwise, though. Now they have. Yeah. But, you so. know, you got, you got to take your risks. And Howard the Duck maybe wasn't the wisest first risk to take. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know why they made Howard the Duck. Did they decide how did it got made? How did it get made? I don't know if they ever really do address how did this get made. I think they just talk about the movie being awful. I don't remember if that's the podcast, but one of those has a, a couple of guys who watch uh, Grown Ups Two. Oh God! Uh, every week and talk about it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that's their podcast. Is rewatching Grown Ups Two weekly. Wow. And uh, they say that you find things that you really get invested in and little storylines you make up about side characters and whatnot. Sure. Having rewatched this movie 52 times in a year. Oh, God. So, have a you, podcast could always be worse. Have either one of you ever gone through a phase in your life where you only owned like a small handful of movies and you watched them more than you would have? Or have you ever yourself or known anyone who watched a movie every day? That's the same movie? Like the same movie every day? Yeah. Uh, My friends watched uh, my copy of the 40-year-old version until it it no longer played. Oh, God. On DVD, so they... They They wore out a DVD. They wore out a DVD. I didn't even know you could do (laughs) that. I didn't know you could do it either, but they just had it on play constantly for several months. 
Oh, Lord. Was any time you went over, you were guaranteed to watch that. So maybe the heat is what destroyed it. Probably. Were they playing it on a PlayStation? I don't know what they were playing it on. Because those things get really warm. Mm. Um, wow. Uh, so did we cover that? Are we, are we happy with that? Yeah, so that was the one I, I hadn't liked and I, I liked less. <laughs> and then I, uh, I, I picked a movie which is uh, pretty weird. Uh, and I wondered if it was just, uh, I just liked it because it was weird. But I, I liked it even more. Oh. Uh, so this is uh, Last Frankenstein from 1991. The Last Frankenstein? Last Frankenstein. There's a movie coming out next year called The Last Frankenstein. Okay. Directed by David Weaver. Um, I'm sorry, it's no more Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one came out 20th April. 1991 Japanese movie directed by uh, Takeshi Kawamura and uh, it was adapted from his uh, theatrical play uh, which he'd written uh, which came out in 1986 and he was one of the founders of uh, a theatre company called the uh, Daisan Erotica Theatre Company Um, anyway uh, there's there's a lot of these uh, kind of bizarro theatre productions that came out especially out of the like radical left wing hmm. uh, art scene in the late 60s okay um, and a lot of those guys went into like uh, uh, pink movies and things like that because they could do what they liked oh, okay and so you got some very weird pink movies you know as long as they had some nudity every now and then then the producers were happy and they but they do all these but you can do whatever weird, you want like left wing screeds of you oh, know, fantastic. Tearing down the establishment through through sex. But anyway, um, uh, Last Frankenstein is not a pink movie, although it does have nudity. Uh, this came out from uh, Shochiku, which is one of the uh, major studios. Um, and it's it's got some recognisable faces in it. Uh, the lead guy is played by Akira Emoto, who is also in um, uh, Shin Godzilla and uh, Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. And he was also in a TV miniseries called Frankenstein in Love. Wow. Uh, and you've also got Yoshio Harada as uh, Dr. Akito Ario. Um, and you've got uh, the uh, creatures are played by Katsuhiko Goda and Rie Kondo. Um, so this is like kind of a, an absurdist black comedy. Uh, there's this uh, plague of suicide sweeping the nation. And... Um, the uh, the hero Professor Sarasawa, he's, he's, he lectures about anatomy, and uh, his wife has succumbed to this plague of suicide, and uh, his daughter then became psychic. She had she got psychic powers. Okay. And uh, so he's he's looking to to stop this plague, and he hears about this uh, this guy who his colleagues have labelled as Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein. Who lives out in the country, and uh, he's he's been researching uh, various things like human evolution, um, and he might be able to cure this thing. So he gets his daughter and goes out to see this guy. And well, he doesn't bring his daughter along at first, but what this what this doctor is up to is creating a super race to replace mankind. He hates mankind, mm. <laughs> uh, but he's having trouble uh, bringing. Uh, life into his creations Uh, but he hears about the daughter the psychic daughter so he gets he he inveigles her into his scheme in order to uh, 
put her energies into the creatures. Hmm. So he brings them to life, and uh, so he's got he's got a male and female, and uh, but they don't uh, they don't have he's 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 programmed them to be better than humans, which in his thinking is without human emotion. Mm. Uh, so they don't. He's yelling at them to have sex, but they don't because they don't. You know, they yeah. don't fancy each other. That usually puts people in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, um, so you know, it, it's just uh, it's pretty funny. He's got this like hunchback assistant, and his hunch isn't like a round hump. It's this like pyramid. <laughs> Um, something got lost in translation there no no, no. They, they know how to do hunchbacks they've done uh, there was a film called ghost of the hunchback oh okay it? in fact uh, the slang for hunchback in japan is catback catback okay as in when a cat arches Arches. Oh, okay. okay um anyway uh so he, he he gets the couple to to watch uh uh, he shows them like porno movies and mm-hmm. uh, gives them books on anatomy and stuff like that. <laughs> but they're just sitting there eating snacks and it's not, it's not <laughs> happening. And then they uh, then they start having relationships with the uh, people that they shouldn't have relationships with, mm. like bodyguards and. Uh, well, like the uh, the the male one falls in love with the wife of the doctor, um, and then the. The woman has an affair with the the Frankenstein guy, so uh, yeah, it all gets kind of mixed up. <laughs> but uh, and the suicide cult is, is turned up as well. They they they're really into this guy. Mm. So what what does a suicide cult do to, for they're like all, a membership they're drive? All dressed in white, and they they got their faces all done up in white, and they're carrying their signs about how death is the way forward. And and uh, uh, you, you have. I think the idea is like a, the, the movie's kind of really fractured. It's all divided up into chapters. But you've got these various people and like some people are like pure head and some people are pure body and some people are death and some people are life. And it's all this, like the movie itself is this Frankenstein oh. creation, this, you know, bits. It makes sense to me. Uh, it doesn't make that much sense when you watch it. No. When <laughs> it's you very explain strange, it like that, it's, it's fine. It's really nicely uh, shot. I wish they'd bring out a good edition here. Because I'm I'm watching it without subtitles, so I might have got it completely wrong. So you're practicing your understanding of Japanese. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, but you have a nice uh, soundtrack. It's you know bits of classical pieces, especially uh, Beethoven's uh, Moonlight Sonata and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it again. <laughs> nice. So uh, yeah, sorry I failed. No, this is this is the experiment. This is why we're doing it. Okay. Um, and it kind of uh, the the way this kind of came upon like an episode idea was Will had mentioned that Highlander does not hold up for him anyway. And I knew that I had bought a copy of it on DVD and had not watched it. So within a week or two, I had watched Highlander and for me, it did hold up. And so this kind of, this thought reoccurred to me recently and I said, Hey guys, what, you know, why don't we try this? And for me, I tried to think of one and I made a list. I, I don't think I brought it with me. But I made a list of some that I thought might be possibilities for me on this one. And the one that stood out that was from the mid to, you know, pretty much the mid 80s was like, okay, I know that I watched these things back then. Uh, Let's say I was 19 or 20 years old and I saw The Hitcher Mm. and really liked it. I somehow recorded it onto a VHS. I don't know if it was like 
uh, you know, linking a couple VCRs together and renting it or uh, recording it when it was on HBO or Showtime or what the deal was. But I had a recording of it and it was a handful of movies that I did have. And sometimes friends would be over, hey, you got anything to watch? I would pop that in for anyone who hadn't seen it. And most people are like, damn, this thing's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Uh, I was a fan of Blade Runner and I really liked Rutger Hauer's uh, performance in that movie. So I was, um, I had a predisposition to like this sort of thing just based on having liked past things that he did. And so I went ahead and watched it and really liked it. Uh, You know, carried around a VHS until... I said, tapes are dumb and got rid of it. Uh, so I thought that's a good one for me to rewatch. I, I could remember the whole thing pretty thoroughly well. Who was the director on that? Um, that was uh, Robert Harmon, and it was written by Eric Red, which I thought was a very Viking name. Mm-hmm. Um, I could look up Robert Harmon's other stuff if you want. No, I just couldn't remember who done it. Yeah, um, and I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. It stars Rutger Hauer, uh, C. Thomas Howell, who you might know oh, from yeah. Soul Man. Uh, yeah. And nothing else. <laughs> and nothing else. Um, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Wasn't he in The Outsiders? Jennifer Jason Lee? No. C. Thomas Howell. Uh, yeah, I think he was in The Outsiders. He was yeah. in uh, Amazing Spider-Man, wasn't he? Was oh, he? Was he? Yeah, he's the guy on the bridge. Oh, oh okay. okay. One of those Spider-Mans. I forget which reboot it was. I didn't see The Amazing Spider-Man. And then he was in the one of the War of the Worlds remakes, yeah. sequels. Oh, yeah. The Tom Cruise one? No. Okay, good. He was in one of the sci-fi ones. Oh, okay. Mm. So um, anyone who had cable in like the late 80s through all of the 90s probably got stuck watching Soul Man at some point in time. Do you know this movie at all? I've heard of it, but it's yeah. just, oh, that just sounds Did horrible. it know it was racist? I <laughs> guess not. Maybe it thought it was taking a sort of a moral high ground and teaching us a lesson. Maybe that's what it thought it was doing. I think that's what it thought it was doing, but it yeah. didn't do that. It had James Earl Jones in it. It's like, this guy was in Roots. Maybe mm. he could have spoken up. It's Maybe like, he did. Yeah, it is Darth Vader voice. Or for you younger listeners, the Arby's voice. Uh, um, yeah, Soul Man was awful. And that has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. Uh, so, so Soul Man was redeemed by a rewatch. It was amazing. <laughs> it's, it's so topical. Yes. Um, so The Hitcher. I said, all right, fine, cool. I'm going to watch this. And uh, so this was available on HBO Go. I... Should I mention I'm not a subscriber to it, but I know someone who is? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So that's how I saw it. The transfer looked miserable. Yeah. I don't know what happened here. Everything just looked a little... They got your old VHS tape. <laughs> you know, that's a good point, Will. I left it lying around somewhere. I donated it to Goodwill. Something happened, and uh, and Showtime ended up with it. But yeah. it's currently available on Showtime. I probably should have looked... Showtime or HBO. Oh, God. Hobo. I think it's Hobo. Hobo Go. Hobo Go. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It was HBO. Um, the same friend has both. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I forget which one I found a movie on. Uh, anyway, so I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this thing. It's going to be fine. Uh, open mind. If it sucks, it sucks. And if it's good, it's good. And first of all, I was distracted by the, the very poor transfer. And, uh, and it... Seemed like it changed format at some point in time, uh, which was weird. 
So I kind of wondered, like, did they lose this thing and they had to reconstruct it from my old VHS? I've seen plenty of old pirate videos where they put it together from different <coughs> yeah. releases. You know, so, you know, all of a sudden there's these burned in Dutch subtitles. Right. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And and sometimes the, the legit owners of a movie are like, oh, we never held on to any of the negatives or any of the prints. Yeah. And then they have to piece it together from other sources, even though they own it. Oh, yeah. So that may have happened here. Um, I doubt it. I, I want to think that this thing's been preserved somewhere because it was a, it was a, um, a major role. Well. Yeah, yeah, it did well. It's always had a good reputation, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it, has. it hasn't come out. So it's about a kid who, um, like a young guy, 17, 18. Well, I'm guessing he he would have to be 18 or older to do this. But he's from Chicago. He goes to what was then called a drive-away company. And I don't know if these still exist. I, I would assume it's all done on Craigslist now. But it's where someone has a car they need moved from where it is to mm. where it's going to be. Yeah. And people who need to go from where they are to where they want to be. And they just pair those people off. And it's like, oh, this guy for 100 bucks will drive your car there. And uh, so this was his situation. He's driving. Uh, he's kind of nodding off. He doesn't feel safe. And uh, it's kind of stormy. And he's in the middle of Texas or something. And he uh, sees a hitchhiker and stops and picks him up. Rutger Hauer as the hitcher right out of the gate is, is a nut. He, it's not like he plays him along for a while. He says some really like menacing stuff. Like he's not really clear. Like he's threatening him, but he's totally threatening him. Mm. Uh, and he says something about, uh, Oh, that, that car back there. Yeah. That was mine. I ran out of gas. He goes, oh, so you need a gas station. After he's been acting weird, he's like, oh, good. Okay, you just need a gas station. I don't need gas. And he's like, uh, something about, I stole the car, and that was a driver back there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, oh, does he need help? And he goes, oh, or something like, something about he won't be going anywhere. Well, why? Because I cut off his legs and his arms and his head, and I'm going to do the same thing to you. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> he just like, he went from saying a few menacing things to like, I'm going to dismember you. Mm. And uh, I thought, well, there you go. Uh, they go through like a little uh, uh, traffic, uh, a little road construction traffic stop thing. And uh, you think, oh, the kid's going to try and get some help here. But, uh, but the hitcher shows him a stiletto style switchblade and then points it down in his junk. And you think, oh, man. That's not how those knives work. If they meet any resistance, they don't mm. just blast through it and stab. You know, if you if you try to open a stiletto against your palm, it might poke a little hole, but it won't go through your hand. So he's not yeah. going to get stabbed in the balls. But uh, the guy who looks in the window to, you know, talk to them for a moment, um, sees him reaching down in his lap and thinks, oh, these guys are a, a gay couple. And so being the homophobic 80s, he says something disparaging to them and then they drive off. Uh, so you're, you're thinking, okay, well, I don't know where this is going to go. The next thing that happens is having noticed the Dora jar light on the dash, uh, uh, Jim Halsey, this is C. Thomas Howell's character, uh, just knocks the guy out through the door onto the highway and takes off. And you think, okay, there you go. He got him out of his car. Finally, that's where Basically, it turns into duel. Mm. <laughs> so it's, the whole rest of the movie is Rutger Hauer uh, killing people and making it look like, um, or I should say John Ryder, killing people and making it look like Jim Halsey did it. And uh, Jim Halsey trying to not get killed 
or try to get a step ahead of the hitcher. And um, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on. And of course, cops not believing a kid. That's, they never do. Nope. Texas cops, you take that formula and it's times 10. Yeah. Um, anyone who's a fan of The Walking Dead, and I don't know if there's any left, but anyone who's a fan of the earlier episodes, uh, the guy who played Dale, uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, um, plays Captain Estridge, who's the like the, the ranking police officer who eventually ends up uh, sort of bringing this whole thing together. Um, the Hitcher seems to be able to do magical things, you know, fool people into being easily killed and, you know, opening jail cells, you know, murdering a whole police station full of cops. He can do anything. Uh, so this whole thing is a cat and mouse chase. And, and I really, on the rewatch, did enjoy it. So it was not ruined by a rewatch. Uh, I thought for its time, especially, um, they didn't do anything terribly trendy that would date the movie as badly as it could have. Yeah. The performances are good. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is, uh, is a cool little side character that, um, I don't know if I should spoil what happens to her, but, uh, you know, she doesn't make it to the end of the movie. So I won't tell you when or how, but I recommend people watch this one. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I remember liking that one a lot. Yeah. And I would say for anyone who's uh, a little reticent about uh, the rewatch, go ahead and do it. You'll probably enjoy it. Um, there's some really cool escapes that you couldn't really imagine. Well, how does he do this? What, what the hell? But, uh, that's part of just suspending your disbelief and enjoying having a little imagination about the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, this poor kid is all beat to hell by the end of it and he's got a stink of gasoline. Um, you know, he probably just, he's a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Texas is, uh, but is, does he get to the car to this other location and earn his hundred dollars? <laughs> well, did you ever see, <coughs> well, did you ever see vacation? Which vacation? The first one. The Are you talking National Lampoon's vacation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the, uh, station wagon. Yeah. With the wood grain panels on the uh-huh, side. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of ends up. Not as bad as that, but pretty bad. Mm. He does get uh, sideswiped by a bus. It does catch on fire. I'm pretty sure the owner is going to be like, dude. Dude, you're only getting half, 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Which in today's money is probably, what, about $7,000? Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that Vanishing Point I gave you? I have not watched it, or did you? No, I think you have it. Okay, I'll have yeah. to look. Yeah, that's another kind of driveway Yeah, that's situation. a good one. I really like oh, that's, point. that's got the driveaway situation in it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's, he's being paid to take that car from Denver to yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco, oh. I believe. Cool. Um, yeah, driving a car for somebody, uh, you know, if anything can go wrong <laughs> and hurt that car, it probably will. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's my takeaway from these kind of stories. Don't so pick up hitchhikers. You know... Bad things can happen. You know, if you're a good hitchhiker, a bad person might pick you up. If you're a good person driving, you might pick up a bad hitchhiker. But does a bad driver pick up a bad hitchhiker ever? Does it Does it cancel each other out? They just sit there just being menacing to each other until one of them has to I'm get gonna out? I'm going to cut your arms and legs off. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to cut your head off. Right, how about we form the crabs? <laughs> there yeah, we go. There you go. <laughs> Look, ma, no head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I could see that. That would be a good movie. Like they just keep trying to one up each other. Yeah. 
of course if a really nice person picks up a really nice hitchhiker it's a boring movie maybe i don't know and i told you about the ida billies so yes <laughs> that was a bad thing that happened to somebody i know uh, i won't talk about it on the show no no but but it was a bad thing it was a bad thing and a hilarious story <laughs> <laughs> or well, something yeah i think she got out of it safely she but, did yeah I mean, well she lived to tell about it yeah so um i don't know if she'd find the story funny but well that's yeah that's kind of my point i don't i, I don't want to uh to make fun of somebody's uh, misfortune and being kind of terrorized by a, a, a bad uh person picking them up hitchhiking a bad ombre yes <laughs> so uh are you guys ready to do the wintry three yeah, if we can find three wintry films. Uh, World Creatures Are Stirring should be on Shudder next Thursday. Oh, excellent. Cool. <clears throat> That'll give us just enough time to watch that. Um, have either of you watched and enjoyed The Grey? No, I'm the not going to watch that. You're not going to watch that? I don't like anti-wolf movies. Uh, yeah, it is kind of anti-wolf. But uh, I wish you could get Todd Jones in the show because he does this. He he can go on about that movie for quite a long time, and he's, can, he's hilarious. Can he imitate Liam Neeson? <laughs> oh, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. He's really good. Well, we should get him on the show. Yeah, he's, he's up in Fort Collins. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll be up there for a con sometime, and we mm. can do that. Yeah. Um, any other wintry movies you can think of off the top yeah, of your head? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recommend something like The Gray was a difficult watch for me because. I didn't like watching uh, animals hunting people in ways that I don't think they really do. No. And I don't think that's what they do. Um, sharks, sure. Okay. You know, sharks don't evolve into our pets. Our pets evolved from wolves, and I don't like them getting a bad rap. So uh, so we'll come up with um, three wintry movies, which uh, the creatures are stirring. The Re- Rebecca McKendry feature. Yes. All the creatures are stirring. All of them. And, uh, and I can definitely think of a couple more we haven't talked about before. That, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Was it Netflix or Shudder? Because I wrote down Netflix last time. He just time. said Shudder. Shudder. It is Shudder. Okay. How did I write down Netflix last time? Because he said Netflix last time. Did oh. I? Yeah, my. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, there's plenty of time for people to get it right. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, I think it's a pretty good show. Cool. So don't be afraid. Go rewatch something, listeners. I mean, what's the worst yeah. thing that can happen? It sucks, right? Yeah. And maybe you're left with an oily sax man <laughs> yeah. as your high point in the film. Yeah. yeah. Or you find out that Foxy Granddad wasn't so bad after all. No, Foxy Granddad was still god awful, but <laughs> oily sax man. You forgot you and even uh, had him in your yeah. life. Yeah. And those stupid kids. And the stupid kids and the overly happy dog. <laughs> <clears throat> Thorn. Thorn, yeah. No, 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 no. That was what's his face's dog. Uh was it was it? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was I don't remember dogs' names in movies. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh Okay, fine. We'll we'll talk about that next time. All right, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>